2: Hello everybody and welcome to Fruit Loop Season 2 episode 15 Fiddeline Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) If you play dominoes, you get that reference. Fruit Loops is a podcast about true crimes committed by people of color and their victims that we don't hear or know much about. Now, contrary to popular belief, not all serial killers are white dudes. What? Uh, There are many (laughs) well-documented cases of serial killers of color and Fruit Loops. This is a podcast all about them. We will take deep dives into the fascinating lives and crimes of serial killers of color and the victims that the media and entertainment commonly leave out because the news is racist, allegedly.
0: (laughs) and we are wendy and beth she's wendy i'm beth we're not journalists investigators or psychologists just a couple of gals interested in true crime also Mm -hmm. the opinions expressed in this podcast are just that our opinions please send any questions or comments to fruit loops pod at gmail.com Or you can leave us a voicemail at 602-935-6294. And we may feature it on a future episode. Also, our website is fruitloopspod.com. Our Facebook page is Fruit Loops Pod. And our discussion group is Fruit Loops Pod Discussion on Facebook. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Fruit Loops
2: Pod. Now, if you want to support the show, you can send us a donation on the Cash App, yes, thank you, which you can download to your phone, or you can find online at cash.me slash dollar sign Fruit Loops Pod, or you can become a monthly patron through our Podbean patron page Or if you can't help monetarily, no problem. You can always give us a five-star review on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And be sure to share our podcasts with all of your friends. So uh, who are we talking about today, Beth? Today we are talking about Delmas Colvin.
0: He was a long-haul trucker who was convicted of killing five women, but who is suspected of killing many more.
2: Oh, me, oh, my. I can't wait to get into it. So <clears throat> how are you doing?
0: Well, I just got back from vacation and I'm exhausted. I don't know why uh, <laughs> I go on vacation
2: <laughs> because
0: <laughs> it's supposed
2: to relax you.
0: Yeah, it's not relaxing, <laughs> but it's super fun. Uh, we walked anywhere between about 15,000 to Twenty-one thousand steps every day. Shout out to Fitbits. Holy <laughs> moly! Yeah. <I'm> airborne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were going, going, going all day long, and it, and like I said, it was super fun. But yeah, cool. I'm exhausted. Um, oh, I man. I didn't have any time to work on the podcast last week, so shout out to Wendy, who did all the work oh. last week. Uh, you get all the hip-hop
2: air horns. You know what? This feels inappropriate, but I'm going to do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I am so
0: grateful that you were able to handle everything while I was gone.
2: Woo, Beth. We... We would really be in hell without you. I mean, this, this show can't, it cannot exist without super Beth. I'm telling you guys, um, on so many levels, but, uh, it it was, first of all, Beth showed me how to do the editing, which I'm not very good at, but oh yeah, you're fine. I, 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 I. I hope that last week's episode was okay for y'all. It was, it was, if it, if it was terrible, it's my fault, but uh, <laughs> I did, I did the best that I could. And you uh, did great. I am so glad that you just got to enjoy yourself and have a good time and not worry about it. And that you like, trusted me not to fuck things up too much (laughs) 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 and I'm so glad that you are back I'm so glad that you're me too (laughs) Um, not only did I miss you podcast wise I also missed you like office wise because the coffee was Terrible. When I say homeless man's <laughs> urine, that's what it tasted oh, man. like. Oh, um, you know, not that I that's know bad. from experience, like, don't judge but me. Just, you I can imagine. Just know. You can imagine. Yeah, I, you can imagine. It was, it was not up to par. And so like, and oh my gosh, it was like, <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, I do like walk by your desk, like with tears, like, <laughs> is, she, is she coming back? come back in the hotel california (laughs) it's such a lovely place it's such a lovely place that's what it was like every time I looked past your desk (laughs) so I'm so happy you're back (laughs) okay so (laughs) okay so I'm stupid anyway um happy black history month everybody Woo. Yes. Okay. So let's take a deep breath in because this Black History Month has been off to a not great start. Um, what the fuck is going on with people in Virginia? Specifically the politicians elected into office. Blackface? Yeah. Shoe polish on the face? Uh uh. Uh, 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 And and they're admitting to it like it was okay at some point. Like it was nothing, yeah. Uh, Now, uh, if you're listening to this show, I'm sure you're woke enough. Blackface has never been okay. The problem is that people have not listened to Black people when they've said that. And so in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, when people were showing up to work on Halloween with... (laughs) paint on their face it was not okay then it's not okay now it's never been okay so uh so don't do that (laughs) don't do it don't do it also what the (laughs) fuck happened to Liam Neeson he was my tv dad my on-screen dad and now it turns out he's kind of got racist tendencies but doesn't realize that it's not okay uh so that's that's disturbing. Um, sad. But yeah. Very sad. Very sad. Um, uh, the good parts of February so far have been. Um, so Beth and I, we blackified the shit out of our company break room, um, <laughs> which is getting great reviews. So and I'm so very, very good. proud yeah. about that. We that were a little worried good. about that, but uh, we, yeah, we, we got were. great reviews. What we did was we put up pictures and, stats and facts and figures of um, important black people, modern ones, historic ones. We did Henry Brox Brown, we did um, Judge Thurgood Marshall, we did um, Frederick Douglass, but we also did Beyonce and uh, Meghan Markle. So we did did a little bit of everything. And um, uh, so far people seem to be really like receptive to it, which is pretty dope. Also, good thing that happened this Black History Month is uh, Stacey Abrams. She did her rebuttal speech after the so-called quote-unquote State of the Union um, that Nine did. Um, also, um, so I've been trying to figure out a little bit about my um, history and as you all know Who are listening I'm half Central American So people on my mother's Side were not s- enslaved people but People on my father's side who is An African American gentleman um, Were enslaved and so I was Trying to figure out like uh, Who who was the last Slave on, in our lineage Because I always hear like white Dudes are like well, my great grandfather Like you know like I don't Know uh, built up built a peanut Factory or was like, like Right. I don't know. Right. People are always talking about like things that their great grandfathers did. Well guess what? My great grandfather was a slave, so uh, take that and shove it up your ass. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this, this, <laughs> this, this Black History Month has been a little rocky, to say the least. And I am staying prayerful. I'm praying regularly and being hopeful that things will turn around. May who knows? Maybe Black Panther two will come out. Um, I don't know, maybe Oprah will come and visit me for lunch. I don't know, but I'm just hoping for more. <laughs> something great could something, happen. You something great yeah. could happen this Black History Month. So I'm, I'm, I'm not holding out hope, okay? So <laughs> now we are going to get into some listener letters. Oh. Hang on. Oh, God, I'm so unprepared. Gotta wait for the angels. I know. We have to have the angels, angels deliver this mail for are us. Angels, <laughs> where Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Okay, here, here they are. Here they are. Yay, hey, angels. Oh,
0: what? Thank you so much, angels. Oh, <laughs> what, a, what a relief.
2: All right, so what do we got, Ben?
0: I got a real short one. Uh, this one is from Nicole who said, you guys are amazing. Love listening to the podcast. Keep it up. Thank you, Nicole. (laughs) Hip hop air
2: horn to you. Oh, yes. In all its glory. That was a double time. There you go. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Well, I have a message from Courtney Ralph on Instagram. She said, uh, hey, Wendy and Beth just wanted you to know I love your podcast. I started off with your recent episodes about a month ago and I've just started listening to you from season one, episode one. It's grown a lot and I love it. By the way, thank you for acknowledging our growth. Thank you. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm to give you uh, hip hop air horn.
0: <laughs> I cannot listen to the old one, so thank you for taking one for the team. <laughs>
2: Additionally, uh, Courtney said, keep doing what you're doing. There needs to be more women like you, too. P.S. Love the section where you catch up on how you've been in the last week. That's the how you doing and yeah, uh, keep it up. Thank you. Oh, yes. We love it. Can't wait for the next app. Also, I need a T-shirt that says, look alive, guys. It's crazy out there. Uh, Miss Courtney, we could not agree more with you. And we do need some T-shirts. <laughs> uh, they're on the way. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're working on it. We,
2: yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're, yeah. Our little show is growing. So stay tuned. They will come someday. But in the meantime, we love you, girls. and we're gonna give you all of the hip-hop yes ma all right um additionally we got a new patron what right on all right (laughs) hey she goes by jag tech on podbean and um what the heck jag tech And thank you so freaking much for supporting our show. Keep an eye out for your merch and all the hip-hop air horns to you, our love. Thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting our
0: show. Yes, thank you so much. And while we're talking about patrons, I wanted to mention here that I think we have finally figured out how to work in some extra episodes for you guys. Um, Our biggest enemy has been time. And trying Uh to figure out how to do everything that we want to do because we really want to do more in the small amount of time that we have available to us. And Mm -hmm. we've been wanting to do some extra episodes for you guys, but we haven't been able to do it. But I think we've got it figured out. So stay tuned for that.
2: Oh yes, yes, please. And thank you so much for sticking with us. We we we, we will get there.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's
2: going to take us a while
0: to figure everything out, but we're getting there.
2: By the way, did you you heard that um Spotify just uh closed a deal with um Gimlet Media, which is a huge podcast company that's been around for I think 10 years. Oh, wow. Spotify is really coming after this this uh, podcast business game.
0: Wow. I didn't mm-hmm. know that.
2: And uh, it's just really cool that we are in this space and, and that there's really exciting things happening. So, yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Who knows where we'll be, you know, a year from now, but it's exciting. So it is. Um, let's take a quick ad break and we will get to the story when we come back. <laughs> We would like to invite any listeners who have a business to advertise to do it with us. For more information, please email us at fruitloopspod at gmail.com or check out our website at fruitloopspod.com. So um, why don't you introduce our subject again, Beth?
0: As we mentioned, uh, our subject is Delmas Colvin, who was a long haul trucker convicted of killing five women, but is suspected of killing many more from New Jersey to Ohio, beginning in the late 80s and from 2000 to 2005.
2: All right. So now we got to get into my favorite part. Uh, It really gets my jollies. It really yanks my crank. Uh, (laughs) Time for the stats. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Mr. Colvin killed at least seven women. Um, His first murder was in 1987, and from 2000 to 2005 is when he killed six or more women. He was apprehended on November 20th, 2005. His crimes occurred in New Jersey and in Ohio of the United States of America. And his um, modus operandi was strangulation and suffocation. Now, his current status is he pled guilty to the murders. He was sentenced to two life sentences without the possibility of parole on October 2nd, 2006. His victims were sex workers, and uh, he wasn't selective of race at all, uh, as most of his victims were white females, and only one that I know of was uh, a Black woman. And um, we've discussed this before, but most serial killers Kill people of their own race, and it has to do with proximity, obviously. So, right, right. Um, now we are going to get into the setting. So, take it away, Beth.
0: So, this uh, occurred in Toledo, Ohio, mostly, uh, beginning in the late eighties. Historically, Toledo, like many urban centers in Ohio, was an area where many escaped enslaved people or free persons of color settled, based on the location being further
2: away from the southern slaveholding states. Cleveland was similar in regards to its proximity away from southern areas, as well as central Ohio. Southern Ohio, the, you know, Cincinnati and Springfield and Dayton, to an extent, had very large Black populations starting in the mid-1800s, in particular because they were the first places that many free Blacks and escaped enslaved people settled during this time period due to being easier to get to from the South. Toledo is a city on the Great Migration Tour, and Mr. Colvin is a Great Migration Baby, now, what I've noticed about these
0: cities on the Great Migration Tour, especially in the Midwest, is that they seem to ignore why black people migrated to those areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, they give give themselves awards for being diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the census does say that they're diverse, mm-hmm. but they are actually quite
2: segregated. Trash. Uh, <laughs> did I say that? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> uh apologies to you if you are a black person living in um today's episode is brought to you by best fiends it was a night like any other we just finished a live show of the podcast at madison square garden it was <laughs> nice to see megan and harry you know so nice of them to come and then we told the pilot hey gas up the pj we out of here wait gas up the pj megan and harry <laughs> just go with it, okay?
0: Okay, okay. So, Wendy, we gassed up the PJ, and then what? (laughs) Well,
2: while we were on the PJ, that's private jet for regular folks. I was wondering. We we were up in the clouds, scoring some quality time with Best Fiends. It was incredible. And the good news is, I'm on level 393. Right on. (laughs) Yes, it sounds
0: incredible, but if Mm -hmm. your head's in the clouds like Wendy in an imaginary (laughs) private jet with Megan and Harry, or your feet are firmly planted on the ground, ground at work or in line at the grocery store. One thing is true. Best fiends is just plain fun. Mm, It
2: is true. Now, Best Fiends is a free-to-download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting levels for new adventures and challenges every time you play. There are dozens of unique fiends to collect,
0: so you can customize your team of fiends to defeat the menacing slugs. I'm sorry, I was just looking at this funny text
2: from (laughs) Harry. Anyway, power up your favorite fiends to new levels for even more powerful skills and watch them transform as they get stronger. With Offline
0: Play, Wendy's favorite, Mm -hmm. you'll never be stranded without fun, even if you lose your internet connection
2: download your favorite getaway best fiends for free today on the app store or google play you'll even get five dollars worth of in-game rewards when you reach level five that's friends without the r best fiends the midwest please get at us and tell us if we're missing something yeah (laughs) because Uh, my impression is it is very segregated. And if you're not in, in uh, just a Black community, like a homogenous Black community with Black businesses and um, everything you need is in this Black community, then, then um, you know, let me know. <laughs> uh, let yeah, me we know could what it's wrong. like. Because uh, yeah. we could be totally wrong. So um, I've mentioned how the Midwest is a mystery to me in the past, but there are parts of the Midwest that are very Very black that I shamefully I don't know enough about, as I've said, Um, since we are talking about Ohio, um, I wanted to mention that the Ohio River was referred to as the River Jordan um, and uh, north like north you know, slave enslaved people wanted to go north. So north, the goal was Canada. um, And it was viewed as like the promised land. So the Ohio River, aka River Jordan, was an important feature of the Underground Railroad and later the Great Migration. So I did want to point that out.
0: That's interesting, because I was talking to my sister. And um, uh, I've mentioned before that she lives in Canada, and she's now a Canadian citizen. Mm -hmm. And she had to take the the citizenship test uh to become a canadian citizen and she actually learned a lot about american history when she took the canadian citizenship test like the uh underground railroad uh people they were heading north uh people think Mm -hmm. they were heading for uh northern states but they were actually heading for canada
2: right right um uh, can your sister be my best friend? Cause uh, I would love to have a conversation with her about all of this stuff that she well, learned. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can have her
0: on a, a special episode with uh, Beth's sister.
2: <laughs> Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's do it. So now we are going to get into the killer's early life and, uh, uh, I don't want to disappoint you, but Colvin was born on August third, nineteen fifty nine. We don't know where. We don't know about his upbringing, if there was abuse or trauma. We couldn't find anything about his um early life, um his family history. So, listeners, yeah, I am sorry, I am trash. No, we couldn't find anything. <laughs> we tried. We did. Um,
0: yeah, the the earliest we could get to was the 80s when he mm-hmm. was sentenced to uh, 3 to 15 years in prison in 1989 for felonious assault and a weapons violation in Summit County. He was released on parole in 1992 but then sent back to prison in July 1993 for violating parole after being convicted of drug abuse charges. And then he was released in 1996.
2: All right. So now we are going to dive into the timeline. Now, in 1987, Colvin was working as a cab driver when he picked up donna lee white she was 27 years old in northfield new jersey the two went back to his home colvin said he later left for a few minutes that night and returned to find white with a bloody syringe and blood on her arm and that she was barely breathing
0: colvin said he did not think white was alive when he found her um <laughs> which is funny because okay. if she was barely breathing <laughs> then she must have been alive but in any case he said uh-huh. he put a bag over her head just in case she was still alive <laughs> <laughs> and he said without a doubt that he killed her uh he said he also sold drugs at the time of the incident but did not say whether the drugs white injected were purchased from him or not and i suspect that they were uh because you know why why else would he do all this cuz that was
2: bullshit uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh someone please call 911 <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah uh now after placing the bag over her head and strangling her colvin said he left his apartment for an unknown amount of time before he returned home wrapped Donnelly Lee in a blanket, put her in the trunk of his cab and eventually dumped her body. White's body was found on September 15th, 1987 in a vacant parking lot in Atlantic city. Potty potty. Well,
0: that's where people go to party, right? Yeah. Party with a dead body.
2: Party. <laughs> get, get Beth a job on the cast of Hamilton right now. Right now. Because she gets all of the hip hop air horns. There we go. <laughs> Are you listening, Lynn Manuel Miranda? Are you listening? He probably has way too much to do. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's Mary Poppins and shit. He's but got all kinds of stuff.
0: Please listen. Anyway, <laughs> please. please. <laughs> uh, so initially, uh, the death of Donnelly White uh, was ruled acute cocaine intoxication, and we couldn't get a whole lot of information about this, but. Colvin was charged with hindering apprehension and tampering with evidence. So apparently they believed that she had died of an OD but that he had then uh, dumped her body. And again, we don't we couldn't get a lot of information about this. So uh as we mentioned right. earlier, he spent some time in prison between 1989 and 1996 not sure if it had to do with this murder or uh, probably not
2: well this is this is the height of the war on drugs right and so i i wonder if that had um more to do with his like they were more worried about him being involved with drugs than solving the murder the of, murder, <laughs> yeah of a, a young woman which they
0: <laughs> thought was an o d anyway, and they didn't give a shit, so um yeah, yeah, I don't think it had to do with that.
2: what was it?
0: It was felonious, felonious assault and a weapons violation that's right, yeah, and then there were drug abuse charges later, so anyway, um he spent some time in prison. And uh, so there was a large gap in there where he committed
2: no crimes that we know of because he was in jail. But in 2000, the skeletal remains of Valerie Jones were found near the Ottawa River and Hoffman Road landfill. Valerie was 38 and she was a white woman, um, although in all fairness, uh, she could have been a woman of color white passing. That was my impression when I saw her photo. Now, welcome to Culture Corner with Wendy and Beth. (laughs) White passing is when a person of color has features that resemble more of a European beauty standard than that of their person of color roots. It's colorism, which is a controversial and touchy subject throughout the African diaspora and um, people of color throughout the world. An individual like my own kids, for example, um, may have the blackiest black of parent or the browniest brown of parent, but have light skin, light eyes, light or blonde hair, and people may never realize that they're people of color. And thus they may endure a certain amount of privilege, but also pain from their own communities of color. The the um, literary trope is, they, they call it the tragic mulatto. Uh, they, they, they don't fit in, in the white culture or in their cultures of color fully. Um, for example, you know, Drake. Uh, they call Drake soft because his skin is light. They basically, Drake's a pussy because his skin's light. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> the, <sighs> but it's not true. It's not nice. And, um, you know, people have no idea that Vin Diesel or Rashida Jones are black
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I did um, not
2: know that Vin Diesel was black. I did not know that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, and so, like, uh, my daughter, I feel like she's a double agent. So, I, like... When she's older, like I, I plan to send her out and like tell t- tell us what they what they say about what us. Do do? When, what do
0: they do? What do we're they do? What do they say around? about us when
2: we're not around? Yeah. So I'm you, I I'm training her up to send her out on missions. <laughs> she's an incognito black girl. <laughs> so anyway, that's a side a side note. Yes. Okay, end culture corner. <laughs> end culture corner over. <laughs> okay.
0: So on August 5th, 2000, uh, the skeletal remains of Dorothea Wetzel were found by a man walking his dog near the Maumee River in South Toledo. Dorothea, who also went by the last name Oviedo and was nicknamed Angel, was a white woman and a 40-year-old sex worker. Her body had been wrapped in a blanket and discarded
2: in a desolate area. On April 8th, 2002, Lily Summer's body was found. Lily was 43 years old and a black mother of two. Her body was found in a 45-foot tractor trailer behind B&B Repairs in Lake Township, Wood County. Then on September 2nd, 2002,
0: Jacqueline Thomas's body was found. Jacqueline was 42, and she was a white woman. Her body was found just across the Michigan
2: line in Bedford Township. Jackie Simpson, a 33-year-old white woman, the second eldest of five children, disappeared in mid-January 2003. She was the mother of two children and had been missing nearly three months before she was found on April 23, 2003, under bushes near a tanning business in Toledo, Ohio. Her mother, Judy Simpson, said that Jackie was a good person, even through her three-year addiction to crack cocaine.
0: Melissa Weber, 37, disappeared in early February of 2005 after she left the South Toledo home where she was staying. Nicholas Weber, the nineteen-year-old son of Miss Weber, and the eldest of her three children, he did not live with her, but he attempted to keep in nearly daily contact with her. And uh, I surmise that he noticed that uh, she was gone because uh, he tried to keep in contact with her, and uh, right. she she wasn't around.
2: Yeah, I feel I feel I feel bad for Nicholas Weber. I mean, yeah. Um. It's really, it's really hard to have a parent um, who is uh, d- struggling with addiction. And as a child um, with a parent who's struggling with addiction, you're like, the parent. I want my parent to be alive, but um, yes, but you're also like wrestling with like, do they love the substance more than they love me? Like, why can't they, you know? So it's, it's, uh, I just, I just feel and really acting, bad for Nicholas. Acting and,
0: like a parent, like trying to t- keep tabs on his mom you know where it's yeah. usually the mom who's keeping tabs on their kid you know it's mm-hmm, sad
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah it is really it is really sad um none of these stories are happy oh, stories oh yeah so. these are not happy uh, stories yeah
0: someday we'll do a happy story and it'll be really fucking boring <laughs> <laughs>
2: we should do a story about uh care bears or my little ponies <laughs> Unicorns and... I don't know if our yeah I don't know if our listeners would dig candy. it candy yeah, they're gonna have to go to a different a different podcast for that uh so, so um M- Melissa Weber uh was the uh, was the mother of two daughters, in addition to her son, Nicholas. Um, Her daughters were ages 11 and 4, but she struggled with addiction to drugs, as we mentioned, particularly cocaine and crack. Um, Family members said that she was trying to overcome her addictions.
0: But uh, she was found on May 9th, 2005, in a vacant trucking terminal on Metzinger Road, her decomposed body was wrapped in a purple comforter that had been bound with strips of a bed sheet. The linens were tagged yep. with the logo of Toledo Budget Inn Motel. Her body was hidden under a vinyl turquoise couch.
2: Detectives with the Toledo Police Scientific Investigations Unit said Simpson and Weber appeared to have been dumped in the locations which were about two miles apart. In July
0: of 2003 and April of 2004, there were two sexual assaults of Toledo women ages 47 and 31. The women, who were also sex workers, survived their attacks.
2: So now we are going to discuss the investigation. Take it away, Beth. Police
0: had begun to suspect Colvin of a series of murders sometime after one of the sex workers told police some critical details following an attack by Colvin. During the assault, she actually urinated on the sheets in her attacker's truck cab in order to leave her DNA, which is
2: really fucking smart. Oh, absolutely. According to prosecutors, she thought he was going to kill her, and she was going to do everything she could do so that if they came looking for her, they'd find something. Additionally, she memorized details of the truck Colvin drove at the time, and investigators eventually matched her assailant's DNA with evidence in a string of rapes of local sex workers and to the murder of Melissa Weber. We're getting somewhere.
0: Yeah. Then evidence taken from beneath Weber's fingernails uh, matched Colvin's DNA, which was obtained as part of an investigation into the April 2nd, 2004 beating and sexual assault of a 40 year old North Toledo woman. In that case, Colvin was charged with rape, aggravated robbery, kidnapping and felonious assault. He was accused of beating and assaulting the woman in the cab of a tractor trailer in a parking lot in North Toledo.
2: All right. The woman told police she got into the truck at Summit and Magnolia streets. She said she was punched in the ribs and face and threatened with a knife after she went with the gentleman to the warehouse after being driven Around for more than an hour, she escaped from her attacker in a parking lot and was treated at a hospital. Cold
0: case investigators started reviewing similar unsolved slayings of women and testing DNA to determine whether evidence in the cases
2: was consistent with Colvin's DNA. The testing of Colvin's DNA matched evidence obtained in the investigations in sexual assaults of two women in 1998 and 2003, and was consistent in the slaying of a 33-year-old woman in 2003. So, uh, that wraps up the investigation. Now we are going to get into the arrest and trial. So... Hit it, (laughs) Beth!
0: So on October 21st, 2005, Colvin was charged with the murder of Melissa Weber. Uh, If you recall, his DNA was found under her fingernails. Calling the 47-year-old Colvin Twisted, Assistant Prosecutor Tim Braun compared him to Jack the Ripper, saying it's the same motivation. Uh, This is having sex with women you hate. He blames them for having sex for money, but he's paying for them. Then, to feel superior, he kills them. Mr. Braun also noted that letters that Colvin sent to another sex worker while he was in custody were vitriolic and laced with profanity, telling her she's worth mm. nothing. An investigator, Tim Ross, who spent several hours interviewing Colvin, agreed with Braun. I think it's a control
2: thing did you know one out of six couples struggle with infertility, including Old Whitey and me? Seriously, that is a staggering statistic that most people don't know or aren't ready to talk about. We need good data and information about our bodies in order to have informed conversations with our doctors and make the best decisions for ourselves and our futures. Good data and information about our bodies
0: is crucial when it comes to our body autonomies, especially in the year of our Lord 2022. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days.
2: Traditional testing can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com fruit, you can get $20 off
0: your test. Also, and this is really cool, Mm. if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can put those dollars towards Modern Fertility.
2: Wow, that's amazing! Now, if you want kids to Day, or in the future, never or are undecided, it's important to have clinically sound information about your body, which can help you make the decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering
0: our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash fruit. That means your test will cost $179 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com
2: slash fruit. That's modernfertility.com slash fruit. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of
0: ways to support a healthy brain, like
2: learning a new language or
0: taking power naps. But there's also BetterHelp online therapy. Now, we are
2: huge advocates for mental health here at Fruits HQ. Oh, yes. And we have both used therapy throughout our lives, including BetterHelp. And especially in these past several years, to help us deal with challenging times, Mm -hmm. challenging thoughts, feelings and experiences. Amen. Yes. And now I had a recent, you know, conversation with my therapist. She was saying sometimes it's just good to talk and get some perspective. You don't yeah. have to go to a therapist just because stuff is wrong. So
0: Right, right. And BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And some people get really anxious about that. So
2: Oh, yes. And it is much more affordable than in-person
0: therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/fruit. That's better h slash l p.com/fruit. It's I kill because I can.
2: Now, if I have not said it before, uh these white male prosecutors are trash <laughs> um and I don't think that they I just don't think that they get it. Like um they the way that they're describing story, that yeah it's like what the fuck is wrong with you guys like get some more details get some more background like there's more to it than just a dude who killed women he has a past they have a past get into it and the jury deserves to know all of it anyway i um <laughs> I'm like, let me uh, take a let me take a step let me take this quick step down <laughs> from my soapbox.
0: Yeah, and you know I don't think he was the same as Jack the Ripper. <laughs> and <laughs> no! I, I don't know I don't know if Jack the Ripper actually had a sexual motivation.
2: He did not. I don't think he had sex with any of no, the No, I don't. I, think I don't so know either. if he had sex with. I think he just killed sex workers. Yeah, that's my that's my understanding yeah. of true crime. So these cocksucker and i think he was uh he had
0: some mental illness too because he he -hmm. cut them apart like he was interested in their their insides sexual
2: yeah yes their insides and their sexual organs um so this guy was not doing
0: that at all so all the bags of
2: dicks (laughs) all the bags of dicks to these prosecutors they just went about this all wrong i mean yes we want the jury to get the facts and we want the jury to make a good decision. But you are giving them trash ass information. Um, so yeah. You I, guys I, can I, eat all the bags <laughs> of dicks. I, I
0: understand they want to get a conviction, but uh let's not go overboard here.
2: And, you know? Yeah, you guys are <laughs> it in a okay. okay. it in a little yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh me, oh my yeah. uh so um Colvin was uh, put on trial for the murders of Jackie Simpson and Melissa Weber, but hours before the third day of his trial, the jury was dismissed and attorneys finalized a plea deal. Colvin stood and admitted one by one to killing Weber and Simpson, as well as Lily Summers, Jacqueline Thomas and Valerie Jones. So he was like, uh, yeah, oh, by the way, guys, there's more. Yeah. There's, there's three more. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so all
0: five Toledo area women had been strangled or smothered, their bodies wrapped in sheets and blankets and dumped. Several were badly decomposed. Mr. Braun and another assistant prosecutor, J. Christopher Anderson, said forensics revealed that at least two of the women were dead long before their bodies were discarded. And uh, they believe that Colvin may have carried the bodies of one or two of his victims with him until they were mummified, which is disgusting, but I don't know how they knew that.
2: I don't know either.
0: Um, Because they're talking about forensics revealing that, but maybe it had something to do with the um, time of year. I don't know. Because if you you kept a body with you in the winter... And then dumped it in the spring. It would it would decompose differently. I don't know. Maybe. Oh,
2: you're probably you're the OG crime. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I, I'm just like trying to figure out how they would know that.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go with what you say. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's go with that. Which is not it's not unknown that killers uh, hold on to bodies. Um. And then dump them later it's not you know it's not out of the realm of possibility for sure,
2: yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, and um i just uh i'm I'm surprised that he didn't reveal the details because he killed a lot of ladies, yeah, and he and, he admitted um, to it, yeah, admitted to all of it, yeah. but not not these details, so yeah book I not that we know of <laughs> anyway there could be
0: details out not there that, yeah that we don't know
2: yeah you're right you're right and uh if any of you are listening and you know the fucking details,
0: details about
2: this <laughs> bullshit please get at us yeah you know where to find us yeah. um so lucas county common pleas court judge thomas Oswick. That sounds like a racist name. (laughs) Gave Colvin five consecutive (laughs) life sentences. But Colvin's confession allowed him to avoid the death penalty under the plea agreement reached with prosecutors. Some people were not happy about Colvin's negotiated life sentence, including the former sex worker who provided the critical details in her rape. I wanted him to get the death penalty. She said, I didn't get a choice. Those other girls didn't get a choice on whether they lived. Why should he get a choice? Good question. Fair enough. Uh, Judy Simpson, Jackie Simpson's mother, who
0: testified during the first day of trial, said she was surprised by the plea that saved her daughter's killer from the death penalty. I feel that my daughter is gone forever and he'll still be alive. But then she added that maybe investigators will be able to find more victims and other families will have some closure. And in that case, it's a good thing.
2: Um, in this instance, clearly everybody is looking at the justice system and not one person is happy yeah. about yeah. it. Um, And so I think that that deserves a conversation, not for this podcast, but maybe some other Mm -hmm. one. (laughs) Um, Melissa Weber's mother, Teresa, said that she did not object to Colvin skipping death row because she wanted the confessions to come out for the family members' sakes. Weber told reporters, those parents and families needed to have closure. It would have been hard to live without knowing what happened to your child. Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh Uh-huh. So Colvin did give up information about cases in which investigators otherwise would have little to no evidence against him. And ultimately, Colvin gave them the names of six sex workers that he said he had killed. And in March 2011, uh, Delmas Colvin, at the age of 51, waived extradition and was returned to atlantic county in new jersey to face new charges against him which included a murder indictment
2: after learning that colvin was being investigated for killings in toledo ohio the atlantic county prosecutor's major crimes unit just like on tv (laughs) with bobby (laughs) <laughs> Major Crimes Unit traveled there and got enough evidence to indict Colvin for strangling Donna Lee White, who, if you recall, he murdered way back in 1987. So, yeah, good job, police. Yep. And then <laughs>
0: in April of 2011, Colvin was sentenced to 30 years in prison after admitting that he'd killed White 24 years previously in 1987. Colvin said, uh, as we uh, told you about earlier, he strangled Donnelly White uh, and dumped her body in a vacant lot in Atlantic City. At the time he admitted to these facts, he was already serving a life sentence.
2: Well, there you go. Huh.
0: Yeah, I guess. Uh... Well, at least they know what happened. I guess.
2: Yeah currently serving multiple life sentences in an Ohio prison for the murders of Jackie Simpson, Melissa Weber, Lily Summers, Jacqueline Thomas, and Valerie Jones, plus 30 years for the murder of Donna Lee White in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Um, I didn't find anything about the victims or their families, but the um, murders he was convicted of, I hope, those families are resting with the fact that they received justice. Yeah,
0: I wish we could have found more information, but we didn't.
2: Me too. Me too. We didn't. Sorry guys. So, um, now we're going to get into what we think made him. (laughs) So take it away, Ben. Uh,
0: like we said, unfortunately we couldn't find anything about his early life. Nothing at all. Uh, there wasn't a lot of information about him available at all. Really? Uh, compare that to mm-hmm. Keith Hunter Jesperson, uh, a.k.a. the Happy Face Killer, who is pretty much the same type white of murderer, but mm-hmm. he's white. There's tons and tons mm-hmm. of information out there about him. And uh, Colvin doesn't even have mm-hmm. a wiki page. Uh, but if I were to nope. guess, I'd say Colvin probably had a shitty early life full of abuse and neglect. Just a guess.
2: Uh, I we'll take your word as the OG of true crime and say that you were probably right. Um, I really have no idea what the fuck made this sicko snap. Um, I have said in the past, growing up black in America is traumatic in and it of itself. Um, I imagine that there was poverty. I imagine there was abuse uh, that all contributed to how he developed, but I don't know for sure, right? Because right, we don't know if I about it. Um, so he did say in his quote unquote letter to a sex worker that he was uh quote unquote courting um while in custody that that she was worthless, and I wonder if a woman in his life told him at some point or made him feel that um he was worthless. If somebody, if somebody like put put that energy on him and that's what he was doing to the women that he ended up victimizing yeah probably uh um,
0: an adult a female adult um could have been mm-hmm. his mom or an aunt or you know whoever he grew up with uh, babysitter, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah and so um so I, um, that's sort of where my my mind went. But we really will we never don't know, know the sure. truth. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> unless unless they give us more information, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: hey, you think he would give us an interview?
0: <laughs> oh boy!
2: <laughs> you, hey hey, Mr. Colvin, you wanna you wanna do an interview with Fruit Loops? We're here. Oh,
0: you could <laughs> talk to Wendy.
2: <laughs> somebody
0: somebody asked me that. Somebody was like
2: have any of the killers reached out to you guys? No, no, (laughs) no. Fuck
0: no! If if they do, they can talk to Wendy, because I can't, I can't even... (laughs)
2: yeah yeah you want to talk you (laughs) want to talk to Libby okay um, so uh, what's your favorite reality TV show like I'm not going to ask you real hard hitting questions I mean what do you like I'm a dessert yes do you like chocolate are you a top or a bottom okay well that's that's important
0: (laughs) <laughs> Important to know. <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay, so <laughs> let's get serious now. Back to murder. Um, back to murder.
2: Okay. Okay. So now we're gonna get into our takeaways. <clears throat> so I've learned that sex work and truck driving are industries that are aligned. Um, interestingly enough. The this case reminded me of the happy face killer, as Beth mentioned earlier, Jesperson, the ha the uh, oh God, if you guys have not heard the Happy Face Killer podcast, I don't know what you are doing. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? So, so uh, okay, so Jesper said, which I knew, I did not know anything about Jesperson before that podcast. I'm sure the OG of True Crime Beth was already like it was already on her radar. Mm-hmm. She probably <laughs> knew all the details. But I did I did not. And I think there are more resources out there to protect sex workers of all genders um now than there were back then, which is a good yeah. thing. Um now, sex workers might be able to already be aware of a problematic John or truck driver um through their um, networks, and they may not have been able to be privy to that um, information in the past and so what's different and um, better is that uh, there are we have we have the internet, we have social media yeah, and communication um, sex workers are able to. Communicate with each other on on um i don't know the government keeps trying to shut all this shit down but the, the sex workers really really rely on these networks to be able to communicate and and keep each other safe yeah. and so that's good yeah. yeah that's all i got
0: so i i did know about uh sex work and truckers because i've i've known some truckers and uh it's Oh yeah um my ex-husband drove truck for a little while and my oh. my daughter's husband drove truck for a little while and uh, my ex-husband's cousin drove truck and you know i've <gasps> known known a few truckers and uh so i've heard wow. stories and uh, for sex workers it, it makes sense to frequent truck stops because yeah. it's an easy way to find work but like all sex work it's dangerous and there mm-hmm. are quite a few serial killers who were truck drivers not just Colvin and not just the happy face killer. Um, there's other ones too there's more Beth? Oh yeah and there are unsolved cases out there in which the authorities are convinced that truck drivers are the perpetrators. It's a good way to kill without being caught. You can pick up someone at a truck stop, uh, somebody who's doing sex work, Mm -hmm. somebody who, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, nobody's going to notice if they're missing and then dump them in another state where they're less likely to be identified. And in fact, according Mm -hmm. to the FBI... If there is a such thing as an ideal profession for a serial killer, it may well be a long haul truck driver.
2: All right, my brain just exploded <laughs>
0: because
2: the FBI the FBI fucking said yeah. that? Are you kidding? Nope, that's me? what they said. Holy shit. Yep. Holy shit. Wow! I'm gonna give another gunshot. Whoa! Oh, that (laughs) is crazy. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God! Are you serious? I mean, it makes makes sense. Total sense.
0: It does. When you think about it, you just never Uh, think about it. Yeah.
2: No. No. And and you never think about the gals who are. I, I mean, I travel a lot for my job and I've I've been to truck stops yeah. and I see the gals mm-hmm. hanging out, right? And I know I know what they're doing. I know that they're just trying to make a living. Um and I just I I just don't know what to yeah. say. It's yeah. just it's so it is sad. very sad. Uh, they're just
0: trying to get by. So yeah they're just
2: they're they're just trying to make a living. They're just trying to yeah. survive. That's, that's what, what What we're we're all trying to do. And I think, I think, yeah. And, um, uh, my therapist told me this the other day that it's, it's, um, easy to, um, appreciate people and the world and all of its inconsistencies and terrible things about the world. If you remember that everybody in it is just trying to do the best that they can. That's That's it. it. Yep. Um. Besides a serial killers. most people. Aside from the serial killers who yeah. <laughs> are, just, sewer, killer's are yeah,
0: you know, that yeah, just yeah, being, yeah, trying to be yeah. the best serial killers that they can be, you know. Yeah,
2: they're, yeah, yeah, they're not. are not included in the equation. But most of us are just, just trying, trying to, to do yeah. the best that we That's can true. and get through the goddamn fucking yep. day. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whew. So, if you love true crime and you don't want to die, here's a tip for you. <laughs> oh, I was off cam. on that
0: one. You're okay, a little high. Me.
2: Anyway, <laughs> what do you got for us? <laughs>
0: yeah. This segment is not intended to be victim blaming. We thought of this segment because I read somewhere that a lot of people listen to true crime because they want to know what they can do to be safer. But in my mind, this is not meant to blame the victims. It's just learning from other people's mistakes. Sometimes we have no suggestions for a particular episode, and then we will just offer up generic tips.
2: So I found um a really um cool link, and I will put it in the show notes, but uh, it talked about Uh, It gave uh, just a list of several tips in order to keep yourself safe. So since Beth also has stuff, I'm going to put the link in the show notes and I'm only going to read a few. Um, So uh, substance abuse and safe sex work can come uh, to my mind. We've given resources uh, for safe sex work and substance abuse in the past. And those will also be in the show notes. But um, since it's 2019, new year, new me. uh, Never trust a door chain lock, whether in a hotel or at a home. Never rely on door chain locks for safety. Even amateurs can often undermine them in seconds. Uh, Put tissues in peepholes at home, or in a hotel, and uh, keep your car fob key uh, reachable for, uh, from your bed. So I've said this before, but I, I keep my um, spare key fob on my bed. So in the event we are attacked at my home, I will be hitting the panic <laughs> <button. laughs> So that the police can find you quickly, and uh, that so it will also alert people around you. Good so idea, they, you yeah. Know, uh-oh, something's going. Um also uh this was my favorite. Keep your key if you don't have a key fob for your car and you're walking to your car, keep your car key in your hand because it will get you into your car faster, but it will also be used as a yeah, weapon if yeah. necessary, like to stab people. Uh I thought that was yeah, a dope ass tip. It so
0: is. um that's all I got. All right. Um, so we've been talking about truck drivers and sex work, but, um, I didn't want to paint all truck drivers with a broad brush. Like I said, no. I've known some truck drivers and you know what? Very few mm-hmm. are murderers. Most of them are good people just driving trucks for a living.
2: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> kind of like black people.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So very few are murderers and some i guess uh-huh, uh-huh. are good people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wendy's one of the <laughs> Yeah, good ones. she's one of the good ones. <laughs> so in researching this case, I found a website called Truckers Against Trafficking. So this isn't uh a how not to get murdered tip, it's more of a how how to help other people not to get murdered tip. <laughs> So Truckers Ooh. Against Trafficking provide me resources and education to members of the trucking and travel plaza industry to combat domestic sex trafficking, which I thought was pretty cool. And um, they list some questions that you might ask a person that you suspect is being trafficked. Like, when was the last time you talked to your family? And uh, do you keep mm-hmm. your own money? As I would imagine, if somebody's being trafficked, uh, they probably haven't spoken to their family in a long time, and uh, somebody else is keeping their money. And red flags mm-hmm. to look for, such as if the person doesn't know where they are, like what state they're in, um, and doesn't have control of their own ID or passport, and If you Mm. see what you suspect is human trafficking, if you are a trucker, or even if you're not in the U.S., you can call a national human trafficking hotline, which is 1-888-373-7888. Or you can text Free, which is 233-733. Polaris, a large D.C.-based anti-trafficking organization, runs the hotline and keeps all tips anonymous and confidential. And according to Truckers Against Trafficking, if a truck driver witnesses a crime in progress, they should call 911 first, but then call the hotline as well, uh, because uh, oftentimes drivers aren't really sure what they're looking at, if it's a human trafficking situation or not, uh, which is why uh, they instruct them to call the hotline as well, because then they can talk to a trained uh, specialist who can help them assess the situation.
2: I think that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. Thank you so much, Beth. And uh, specific tips called actionable information that are helpful to include when calling in a report. Um, You should include the description of cars, make, model, color, license Mm -hmm. plate number, etc., anything you can remember, and descriptions of the people like the height, weight, hair color, age, um, dates and times of occurrences and addresses and locations. So just jot those down.
2: Beth, oh my God! I let me open up my hip hop horn <laughs> because this this is a this is a fire this is a fire ass tip. Now, um, we just had the um, we just had the Super Bowl, and um, a lot of sex track of tra- trafficking goes yeah, numbers yeah. go up. Uh, in cities where there are these big-ass events where rich <laughs> which rich people show up, rich men show up, and they want yeah. sex. And um, so uh, hotel staff was trained on what to look for. But you as av- average, you know, just regular, schmegular degular you don't person know what you're seeing. might not know yeah. what to look for. Yeah, exactly. Now... I also have to point out that Cindy McCain in all of her Cindy McCain trashiness <laughs> um, was at the airport. I need to hold my head for this. She was at the airport and she witnessed a child who was uh, mixed race and a parent who was uh, not the same full race as the this child. And she believed that the child may have been trafficked. Now it turned out it was just a parent who had a mixed race child. And there was nothing else uh, going on she, and they were um, just,
0: you know, hanging out? There was nothing <laughs> oh my else. God. Nope,
2: nope, nope. It was just she <sighs> didn't see this, this person of color as a parent and she saw this mixed race child as a victim. She did not know what she was looking at, and this is why. Why, white people, you really gotta do better. And 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 so call the human trafficking hotline 1-883-737-888,
0: so the- <laughs> and ask them what am
2: I looking at? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a Cindy McCain. Okay. All right. Oh my Thank, God! Beth, that really was a great tip. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, uh, (laughs) I'm so ashamed she's from (laughs) Arizona. Anyway, um, so uh, now we're going to get into some serial killer crime news. Extra, extra read all about it. This story was in my Twitter feed, but I didn't click on it at first because I was – because it was about a white dude, and I wasn't interested. But then I took a closer look, and uh, there's this Canadian serial killer named Bruce MacArthur. Uh, he's been handed a life sentence for the murder of eight mm. men. The 67-year-old has been given eight concurrent life sentences and will not be eligible for parole for 25 years. He had pleaded guilty to eight counts of first degree murder for the brutal killings of eight men. Um, some of them were his wow. close friends. Okay, fuck yeah. you. Um, he gets all the bags yeah. of dicks. Most of the men, oh, we don't want to give him that because I think he is. He um, would probably like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the men were men of color and members of the LGBTQ community. Um, their names were. Uh, oh. I feel really bad. I I, I I might not get this pronunciation right. So please forgive me in advance. Their names were Salim Asen, Andrew Kinsman, Majid Kayan, Dean Lisowick, uh Kirushna Kumar Kanagaranam. I'm so sorry. Abdul, Abdul <laughs> Basir. Abdul, thank you. Faizi uh, and Skandaraj Navarantnam. And Saroosh Mahmoudi, oh my gosh! Please forgive me for mispronouncing these men's names, but um, they did rest in power, y'all. Uh, they they deserve to be spoken. Um, but Justice McMahon called the crimes pure evil. Um, he especially condemned Mac- MacArthur's uh, exploitation of his victims' vulnerabilities. Two of the men were periodically homeless and struggled with addiction. One was a refugee who was about to be deported. Several were married men um, who had not revealed their their sexuality to their families. But if MacArthur believed they would go unmissed, he miscalculated. Police knocked on MacArthur's door and found his next victim chained to the bed with a bag over his head. Pictures from... Yeah, uh, yeah, so the police caught him red-handed. red-handed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Red handcuffed. <laughs> um, pictures from MacArthur's <laughs> computer revealed that he posed many of his dead victims naked uh, apart from a fur coat or hats, um, the court heard. MacArthur shaved f- some of the victims' heads and beards after strangling them you can't do that to people and uh, kept bags of hair Ugh. in Ziploc bags and shed near a Toronto cemetery. At least one had his eyes taped open and others had unlit cigars hanging from their lips. We might have to bend the rules of our show and, and cover this guy, but I wonder how much longer um, the press will cover this case given the color and sexual identities of the victims. That's fucking nuts. Fucking crazy! Yeah, yeah, um, this white guy went nuts, and yeah. uh, I think he thought he thought that he would get away with it because they were like immigrants and brown, and like nobody's gonna care. So I could totally get away with it. But fuck you, not true.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow.
2: <laughs> so, um, so now we are going to get into the part of our show where we shout out any content by people of color. Or any marginalized groups in general, um, about any of people of color or marginalized groups, or um, any true crime goodies, 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 Go- <laughs> goodies. I do speak English.
0: Goodies. So what's Beth for, Beth? Uh, so I listened to a new Good. podcast today.
2: Ooh, tell me all about it.
0: It's by one of my favorite actors, David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was okay. on Doctor Who, and he was my okay. favorite Doctor. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. he on this podcast he interviews other actors, and in the latest okay. episode, <laughs> and there are currently only two.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> it's that new. So he interviews uh-huh. Whoopi Goldberg. <gasps> yeah, I really enjoyed the interview, and I oh learned. My God learned some things about whoopi goldberg that i didn't know and so the podcast is called um david tennant does a podcast with and uh then uh names the person that he's doing the podcast with so
2: i'm biting my lip because i cannot wait to fucking listen yeah it's good it's good right now oh man okay thank you so much really interesting yeah so what do you got Okay, so um, so y'all know Tasty from Orange Is the newborn. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> I love so her. So she's a
2: trained performer. Like she she went to Juilliard. Wow, uh, they call it the yard. Like she's, she's, she <laughs> she, knows what she's, she knows what she's doing as far as performing goes, and she she released a song this week. And it is so empowering. It is called Black Woman. And she talks about being cornbread fed, sweet tea sipping. Oh my God. And having big thighs and beautiful hair and skin that glistens. I can't stop listening to it. That's awesome. So I recommend that if you if you are a black woman or not, (laughs) it's it's, it's an empowering song. Like listen to this before you go into your next board meeting. Like you will feel, you will feel like a thousand percent strong uh, and and... quick. Yeah. You'll, strong and confident. You you're, you're going to wake up that queer black man that's inside your soul and 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 and, and he is going to he's going to carry you forward. So, uh all right. Listen to I'm a black woman by tasty. Anyway. Right on. So,
0: I also wanted to uh give a quick update. Um in the last episode mm. we were talking about a podcast uh, where they talked about dna and how the golden state killer was caught and i just wanted to mention uh-huh. that i believe the podcast i'm not 100 sure because i haven't listened to it again i haven't had time <laughs> but i believe the podcast what that i was referring to was season four of criminology uh the first couple of
2: episodes mm, okay Okay. All right. Thank you, Beth. You're welcome. We love you, Beth. You're the best. (laughs) Beth, where can people find us? Our website is
0: fruitloopspod.com. Our Facebook page is Fruit Loops Pod. And our discussion group is Fruit Loops Pod Discussion on Facebook. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Fruit Loops Pod and links to our sources will be in our footnotes. If you want to support the show, you can send us a donation on the Cash app, which you can download to your phone or you can find online at cash.me forward slash dollar sign Fruit Loops Pod or you can become a monthly patron through our Podbean patron page. This will help us pay for things like our website and pod hosting. There's no minimum and no commitment. Even a dollar would help. That's right,
2: y'all. Now, this is a weekly podcast and new episodes drop every Thursday. So until next time, look alive, guys. It's crazy out there.
1: American Vigilante, now. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat